Podcast for music loving people, and uh, we out here and uh, hype machines. Apparently, it's the, lit. <laughs> the human hype machine that is special guest Ryan Donahue Shut in the studio enjoyed his rap career as a young hungry. Uh, but, young uh, hungry. <laughs> well, there's that meme going around right now of it's like your rap name is Young plus the last time that you cried. So like Young realizing that my cat is mortal, or uh, like like other things like oh, it's been an really amazing thread. Or like Young, or like way. Young. I just watched Pixar's Up. You know, uh, it's kind of it's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. When was the last time I cried? Probably during an animated film. Was it yeah. Up? Let's be real. Yeah. Was it Up? It wasn't Up. Yeah. What's the last tearjerker we saw? Uh, not Dunkirk. No, uh, fuck. I definitely I, didn't cry during. Yeah, Denver. I didn't cry during the Batman uh, Lego movie either. But hey, guys, Arcade Fire. Could have though. Arcade Fire. They're a band. They make music, right? And we just did a uh, ranking podcast where we ranked all of their albums. It was actually an amazing discussion. I'm super fucking stoked we had. It. I'm super stoked we had uh, young young Ryan say peso. I occasionally said coherent things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that's uh, yeah. that's big for me. You know, you know, it's you know, and you know why it's going to sound amazing later. Together. It's called post production. It's an incredible thing, and the Arcade Fire uses a lot of it because. Uh, uh, they like get opulence. Exactly. So, hey, listen. Just, just like that. Yeah, yeah just like that. Arcade Fire featuring Quavo, 2018. Oh, no! Don't do that to me. Don't do that to anybody. Come on. I mean, So far, they have not collaborated with a rapper, and I'm very happy about that. But, guys, listen, speaking of terrible possible collaborations. <laughs> well, and I don't think they ever will know, especially because of how angry Wynn was. Not about the Talking whole about, he's like, I don't rap on everything now. Saying the days of the week is not rap. If no, that's no, no, I think it's yeah, uh, he got so like, mad. He quit, yeah. quit social media. That's how angry he got. Oh, he, about rapping. For the record, <laughs> Win Butler is angry about everything and also reads everything you write about him. Make no mistake, he will fucking read it. That's and then he will rap about the days of the week on his new album. That's what he'll do. Oh, I can't wait for a solo Monday, effort. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So, uh, <laughs> listen, but the thing we need to talk about terrible things that serve every happy minute. So, guys, what is. The worst Arcade Fire song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, of which I will say, guess what? Yo, there are options. There are, there are options, options on the board. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking at this new album a lot. <laughs> I mean, chemistry, we got Peter Pan, we got infinite content down there. Uh, I, mean, I want to spread it out because I don't want to hand right, 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 it right, right. too much. I mean, but usually you only pick one. Like, Chemistry is a strong contender for me. I might have to go with Flashbulb Bias because it's a song about does a camera see your soul? But not just about does camera stealing your soul. Eyes. Does the camera want to do? It's kind of cool. In, 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 in a way, though, you know? Oh, no. I'm like, come on, Win. Let's... Shut up. So, uh, there's, there's that. Oh, and by the way, if you ever need a good cathartic moment, print out a picture of Angry Wind Butler and just tell it to shut up during the course of your workday. It works wonders better than a stress ball. Uh, that being said, that's why, I mean, I think... I'm actually concerned. Do you have a picture of Wind Butler? Like... Say, shut up, Wind. I mean, no, I don't. Not at all, whatsoever. This is what happens when he leaves the job 
where he used to sit next to me, he needs that release. That release instead of making fun of you. Yeah, yes, so now he, had, now he has. Oh, a and if only you came to the studio wearing the kimono like you threatened, it would have been. And I, I really wish I would. It I'm was actually, like really sad. I'm yeah. not seeing you. For the record, our guest is wearing a T-shirt that says "It's lit" on the front. It's true. I also have glasses with no frames and a dope ass hat. So <laughs> I didn't realize they didn't frames. With no lenses. Yeah. No. Shoot, you're damn. Right. Wow, they're just literally two pieces <laughs> of glass just like over his eyes. in front of your face. I don't hey, know how he does it. Memories from Lollapalooza, so we found these on the ground. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what's your pick for worst arcade player? Oh song? gosh, I don't even know. I mean, like none of them are terrible, terrible. Um, Flashbulb Eyes is damn an easy is an easy choice. Um, honestly, some days it's windowsill. Okay. Wow. Yeah. All right. Wow. Hey, listen. We okay. All, they did. They were a Remember very emotional you, band. Wasn't it your favorite Neon? It was Bible not my song. favorite Bible song. I was just very mm. surprised to revisit it. I enjoyed it melodically. But what is your nomination? Uh, yeah, it's probably gonna be Peter Pan. <laughs> Honestly, it's just <laughs> that's every, a very strong now, contender. Everything now has those ballads that they just don't connect, and and when a ballad doesn't connect, it is boring. And mm-hmm. I've, I've talked about this before. Arcade Fire can be the greatest band in the world. They could also be that band that just puts you to sleep. Also, like mm, the country version of Infinite Content. Oh my god! Well, I think the worst Inf- part about the country version of Infinite, Infinite Content is that following Content. the punk version that they did, where it's just like. Right. Oh, look how clever we are by moving also, genres around. Also, look how clever we are about, about infinite content to infinitely content. Oh, he's such wow. a... Wow! Well, and also, Genius. let's just talk about the entire... Rina, I love you, by the way. That's, the, that's the, the entire <laughs> fucking marketing campaign for everything now is just... Oh my god, just, they literally oh. sold a USB fidget spinner with the album on it. Yes, they did that. They also jokingly posted an image of their new uh, Dunkin' Donuts flavor, uh, My Body is a Cone. They... <laughs> I would buy it. Interesting. I probably yeah. would too, actually. Yeah, let's be real. Actually, good content, guys. I yeah, want great to job, right? Exactly. But I, I feel like it's one of the things, and I actually had this debate with Taryn. This is something that's probably <laughs> better for the main cast, but like, when you listen to, you know, the EP and you listen to Funeral and even a Neon Bible, it really feels like they're mining a lot, and Wynn is mining a lot of his own emotional, like, feelings about religion and about, like, loss and right. grief and everything else he's, like that. He's full-on going, like, yeah. write what you know. Like, Laika is a very poignant song about grief because we're mm-hmm. dealing with the dog that went into space and died and like they're trying to like tie it all together dealing with suicidal younger brothers and things like well, that they're using yeah. like a lot as of metaphor. a metaphor yeah right but like that's not what the song's about and it. when you get but also those... shouts out to like the dog like let's give her let's give him some props i mean yeah yeah <laughs> i know it's like really... a metaphor oh, like the actual dog like. yeah yeah i'm sorry <laughs> that is the whole point of our podcast like the actual dog that's apologies what your time is now yeah sorry about uh that. but also <laughs> the other thing is because when you have the human race by the time you get to the <laughs> suburbs though because we doesn't really like mine it's just political feelings and you know, feelings of grief and everything so for the suburbs you look back you look back to re- growing up in the suburbs and that you know lost emptiness identity but after that though it's like okay what do I write about at this point like he's writing characters he's a storyteller we exist it's kind of like about you know a young man discovering that he's gay you know like there's like different you know interesting character things right. come out like, there what is Reflector the song really about I mean it's is kind it of about the band the Reflectors like if they were the band the Reflectors <laughs> that's the thing like but, but also like on top of that though that by the time you get to everything now it's like 
oh, we're going to be media gestures now. We're going to be like make fun of the media and how people just want things to buy and infinite content and other things like that. I'm like, well, okay, guys, you need to take a step back at this point because this is starting to get a little bit, a little bit weird now. Uh, at least that's how I feel about a good majority of it. I mean, it was one of the things where, like, is not so much reflected in the songs as the marketing campaign, but that yeah. marketing campaign was annoying as well. It, it was just so jumbled and all over the place. Mm-hmm. I think that's the problem I have with everything now and, and why it really doesn't connect for me. It, it, it just feels like it's all over the place. And, I mean, you know, maybe that's what they were trying to do because, you know, we live in this crazy life where you've got the media everywhere, you've got advertisements, you've got infinite content. Yeah. And you know, not going to leave infinitely. What's that one fucking song that they actually say about put down your phones? There's a whole world outside. Put down your laptops or whatever. I can't remember. Yeah, and and it just was like, yeah, yeah, but it's literally at that point of like, oh, you're crotchety old man shaming millennials now. Cool. You know, millennials killed the everything now industry. I don't know if you know that. Uh, that's its own, it's its own <laughs> fucking thing. Uh, that being said, though, their last three albums, Reflector and uh, The Suburbs and everything now, all went to number one, which is kind of, kind of amazing given the fact that they have no radio support whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like, these songs yeah. are basically living off of hype and fans and people that remember Funeral fondly. Uh, and that's, listen, that's still a great way to make a gig. I mean, they're still selling out shit altogether. We mm-hmm. saw them live. In fact, actually, let's talk about that a little bit, though, because we saw them live uh, at Lollapalooza. Taylor mm-hmm. and I were a lot closer than Ryan was for that. But still, you got to see Arcade Fire live. They built their reputation off being a live act. And actually, mm-hmm. in the uh, book Our Noise, the story of Merge Records, uh, I reviewed an early copy of that. And the story about Arcade Fire is fascinating because, like, they... Well, like, they sent all these letters. They love merch records of all the labels they submitted to. They're like, they feel like they're the ones that understand it. And eventually, Mac and Laura, they were just like, okay, listen, guys, we're going to sign you. That's right. Like, no, no, no. You need to come see our show. And they're like, we're going to sign you. Calm the fuck down. Are you okay? But they were very insistent that they see them live because they can see what they can do live because they work as a live band, especially. Uh, and eventually they did, and were, of course, blown the fuck away. And then, on, weirdly enough, in that label book, too, once Funeral really got picked up, uh, there are people that were making it because it takes two weeks to make those albums. They were like laminated and foil covered and all these other things. Uh, it took a while to get more copies and like touch and go. The people that were manufacturing it, like, we'll do 10,000 more. They're like, no, you need to do 50,000. This thing is fucking selling like you would not believe. Like, we can't just keep delaying production like this. With, like, right. Because the they like it sold out multiple times. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, you couldn't buy it in stores because they it took because they had the, the complicated mm-hmm. cover with the foil on it. Yeah. And yeah. so. Yeah, and that was its own thing. Also, but that being said, no, see, no, we, we were talking, talking about the live show. This right. Mm-hmm. T- take us back there. I, I'm going to cut. After, after the yeah, live I legitimately tangent. will cut a lot of this <laughs> right. out. Like, we, we got really sidetracked. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but their live show, um, the, the thing is, we saw them live, and the thing I didn't even necessarily realize, and of course, was this your first time seeing them live, Ryan? So, no, I, I've seen them live at Law Palooza uh, years ago. Actually, it was off the back of uh, the Suburbs album. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was the first time, and I mean, that. I probably enjoyed that show a little bit more. Obviously, I was I was very close. What I'd also say is, obviously, new albums sometimes don't always connect right away. You know, I've, I've kind of talked about that with me and the suburbs. The suburbs, you could tell, even Arcade Fire was 100% comfortable playing it because they must have played... I'm looking at the track list right now for Funeral. Tunnels got played, Like a Power Out. Crown of Love got played, Wake Up, Rebellion. Um, oh, wow. They played a lot of Neon Pop. Yeah, and this is, this is literally off the back of the suburbs. So, I mean... <laughs> 
You're talking about they're going, they're digging the old classics out. Well, Absolutely, yeah. And Taryn saw them uh, during, I believe, the Reflector tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw them at the United Center, and I'm pretty sure at that show they also played about half of Funeral. Yeah. Um, and even I mean, even when we saw them at Lala, they played at least four of those songs, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, they closed definitely. with Wake Up because how do you not close with Wake, Wake Up? up they played they really, played Rebellion, yeah. they played Tunnels, they played Power Out. So um, yeah, boy, seeing them live do Power yeah. Out was thrilling. Yeah. By the way, yeah. yeah, that's a great song, no matter how um, you do put it. Yeah. But yeah, that, I mean, Reflector, my least favorite part of that show was most of the Reflector stuff, because they played a lot of it, as mm-hmm. far as I can remember. You know, like, I'm pretty sure they did You Already Know, mm-hmm. they did Joan of Arc, they definitely did Eurydice into Orpheus, oh. and, and they, they, there was a <laughs> lot of, don't, don't, there was don't. a lot of, like, a lot of, like, costumes and, like, Oh god! Like, moving stages Damn. at various parts in the arena, and, like, Regine would show up, and... Yeah. Like sing her part on Orpheus, and so like as a show, as a spectacle, it was actually really fun. But it didn't make me like Reflector anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah. So again, seeing them live. The great thing about seeing them live when we saw them during Lola, though, uh, the thing is, he always knew that the band were uh, made out of multi instrumentalists. But also, damn, the sheer degree of which they don't, like, change instruments. They change position on stage because, like, oh, someone else is moving behind the drum kit now. Mm-hmm. Like, they, oh, absolutely, they yeah. do yeah, the they, whole damn thing. They run yeah. all over the place. And actually, that was in the Merge Records book, too, at one point. Uh, for the longest time, they were without a drummer. Uh, and uh, Regine actually could play drums, like, you know, pretty well. And, like, you know, fine. yeah. And the thing is that, like, she's like, listen, guys, I can do be the fill-in drummer, but I'm not permanently in this role. Make that absolutely clear. I'm right, way like, more talented than we this. We still need to find a drummer. I... Yeah. Because she's... She, she well, plays such an important role as, like, partial front woman. Yeah. And I also definitely, as a fan, like, an early fan, wrote her off a little bit as far as, like, just how much creative input she has. I mean, that was another nice thing about reading that, that merge book that you had was just how much, like, the, their first day hanging out, they wrote My Heart is an Apple. Like, she really does just as much of a co-creator as mm-hmm. Wynn is, even yeah. though he's clearly the front man. It's his project for the most part, but Let's she's be real. Yeah. just as vital to it. Yeah. And I think that's and I think that's awesome. And I feel like, especially especially on everything now, she has a little more of a prominent role because when listen, it's kind of like Kim Deal in the in uh, the fucking Pixies. Like when she does a solo song, you pay attention. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes that solo song is you know Haiti or in the backseat, or sometimes it's fucking Mountains Beyond Mountains. And like it's just like you get into it. Mountains Beyond Mountains. We didn't spend a lot of time about that. Is a song that is essentially a rewrite of uh, Heart of Glass by Blondie, and I'm totally okay with the fact that it's a rewrite of Blondie. It really is. It's solid. It's great. It's fun. It's exciting. Uh, it's like accidentally that though. Like I, I feel like they sort of stumbled into that. You're mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. It's pretty similar melodically, yeah. but I don't know. It's not like a carbon copy. Yeah, it's real close though. Anywho, but uh, yeah, tell us about your uh, RK Fire stories. Which ones do you want to hear? Oh. <laughs> All of them, clearly. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, I remember seeing him the first time. I, I was really excited, but when you see RK Fire the first time, it, it just transcends like so many other bands you've ever seen. I mean, it's just so special here. You know, just just the feeling and just the vibes you get from from their music, it, mm-hmm. it's just incredible. I mean, not only that, like the first time I saw him, I was literally like the first or second row so i was i was right there you could see everything you could see them running around the stage and, and you know change instruments i know we kind of touched on that uh, they're they're such a special band you know mm-hmm. they, they really do i mean i know obviously it's easy to rank these albums mm-hmm. but 
funeral Neil Bible summers. I think we can all agree. Like if that was any, that's a great other... run for any. Like one exactly. of the even if one band put out the suburbs, they'd been like, damn, that's yeah. that band's gonna go down. The and fact I, that they yeah. put out this number of albums that have that level yeah. of you right. know. I mean, that's what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, I feel like critics like unanimously after the suburbs, it was just like, all right, like this band forever is going to be something special. Right, like, and the thing is, regardless even, of what they do, and I think that the U two trajectory is pretty real because U two after they put out Joshua Tree and Unforgettable Fire, these like iconic rock albums, they got more and more into electronic dance music. You know, they started putting out Octung Baby, which was a huge success, and they put out mm. Zuropa. It started going to be an EP. They turned into an album. It's really fucking weird and then like okay our next album's gonna be return to rock music mm -hmm. but no then they went ahead and did an album literally called pop which is like <laughs> guys the lead single is called discotheque and i was like oh wow you two you came a long way so and i feel like this it's almost like the same thing because after that's how you too no uh because after they did uh, after they put out pop in 97 their album that they came back with was uh, all that you can't leave behind in 2000 which had uh of course elevate you know elevation and mm. a beautiful day it was their return to form basically yeah. and i have a feeling that you know, they're on a similar path now. Like, yeah, That's this awesome. album still went number one, but despite what he says, like, he's not a fan of rock and roll music off of Normal Man, I feel like he can, they can only do the dancey pop shit for so long before they get restless They, they, they like, are a rock yeah. band. Let's be real. They're a rock band trying to play dancey music right yeah. now. Like, and that, there is nothing wrong with indulging no, I, that, that yeah, whatsoever. Absolutely. Right, that's yeah. Like cover, so that, that's great. But, and, you know, yeah, yeah, I wish we could dial back the sense just a little bit. Just because a touch, yeah. it's, I love electronic music, and you do too. Absolutely. I think we are all doing it there, but that's not why we're here for this band. Yeah. That's not, that's not what we want from Wynn and Regine. Mm -hmm. Like, right. we're looking for that cathartic, that guttural yeah. release, and I that's not really anywhere on here. And I'm not necessarily saying I want Funeral 2 or anything else like that, but like... You no, know, I wouldn't complain. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, one, the thing is, you wouldn't like complain, us. but I think especially now, now that they've gone so far down the dance hole, mm -hmm. you wouldn't complain either. Like, it, make a rock record. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, we, they did like yeah, a yeah, gritty, back to the basics, right. like, you know, very simple instrumentation right. rock records. And I almost feel silly calling it rock, because like, I mean, can you really call it that? Like, they, they've just got this like controlled chaos yeah. that Honestly, just, at this point, a rock record would be another progression for well, them. Well, you know, yeah. I, think, I think less rock and more, yes, what we're looking for is chaos. Yeah. There isn't chaos on everything now, and there certainly isn't yeah. chaos on Reflector, which they spent... 1.6 million dollars recording like yeah you that's that's what i meant it's, about the yeah. budget is like you can tell it's it's too polished like mm -hmm. where is the chaos yeah and yeah. i mean I've, I, I, me and first off shots out shannon white me and shannon white always had conversations about this because i mean he's really big on like the, the recording and and, and, the and production the, the production and the and the stuff yeah. yeah and it's like that doesn't always really make a record. Right. It's more about the music that's on there. Sometimes the a fucking bedroom pop yeah. album will like change my life. One of my favorite albums of all time is uh, Badly Drawn Boys, The Hour of Bewilderbeast. And it sounds like he recorded it in a fucking basement, which basically mm -hmm. he did, but there's so many sounds and textures right. and weird interludes. It's basically yeah. musically with the instruments he had, and he can play a lot, he created this own universe. And I love it. I love it. It doesn't matter whether you record it in a bedroom or the biggest studio. Any album that creates its own planet for you to visit and like journey and explore, right. that is always fascinating to me. And it could be a pop album, it could be an instrumental album, it doesn't matter what it is. But people that have that vision that's so distinct that when you're walking around it like with your ears, it's just like, where right. am I? I love that. And the thing is that like, and I feel like with Funeral, I am walking around this right. very specific universe that they've created. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah, there isn't another album like it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I feel like Arcade Fire almost opened a world for, for the universe. Like for like when you think of indie rock, like this is kind of where it starts a little bit, you know? Yeah. 
for like I mean obviously Arcade Fire's version of indie rock where you've got all these weird instruments, you've got accordions, you've got glockenspiels. Well, know, and this was around the time that Beirut was coming like, out too, so like kind of right. like whimsical well, like European, sort of like, the time yeah. that Decemberists was happening. Yeah, too. like yeah. turning so back, yeah. Storytelling. Guys, sea shanties. This is the shit, man. You know, modest uh, mouse. But uh, then, but also the weird thing though is that I find that Wynn's view of what popular music is is fascinating because around the time they did the release for everything, now they did, of course, as a lot of musicians do, did a BBC One radio session where like you do a new song and you do a cover. That's just like you know a staple to what they had. And the new song they did was Green Light by Lord, uh, which was. You know, hey, it's a pretty solid song. They did not do a good version of it. Like, they tried to arcade fire that shit, you know, way too much. Mm -hmm. But then I think about to, like, when before... I think it was actually a little bit before Neon Bible came out, when it was a CBC radio session, and they did a cover of uh, Naive Melody, This Must Be The Place by Talking Heads. And it was fucking great. They had steel drums in there. They had nice little violins come in. And it was like... Oh shit! Like it was just beautiful. And weirdly enough, I heard that before I heard the Talking Heads version too. So I always had that in my mind. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and so like, and that's why. I, but I was like sucked in, like, holy shit, they're fucking doing crazy awesome things. And of course, uh, you know, uh, it is weird though. I don't, I can't remember how it came up. Oh, I think it was during our Talking Heads episode. I brought up the trailer for this one Sean Penn movie called This Must Be the Place, where he basically is a coked out uh, Robert Smith of uh, the Cure in a movie it's about and his father died and was like killed in World War II and he has to kill the Nazi who killed him. it's a weird fucking you lost I don't know what the me. fuck it is I, I lost myself yeah. looking it's, at that trailer it's, uh, but at one point there's this little boy talking to Sean Penn looking like Robert Smith of the Cure and he's just like and he talks about Naive Melody or you know this must be the place and the little kid in this fucking indie movie says like I love this song. It's by the Arcade Fire. And Sean Penn says, No, son. That's by the Talking Heads. And I'm like, Who the fuck even knows this fucking Arcade Fire cover? Has it really become that iconic that it made it into a movie? I don't know. It's just fucking weird, man. Uh, that's what I think about it. Can we talk about B-sides? Oh, yes. Gladly. We got Lennon from... Um, the Dark Was the Night. Which I love, even though you don't. That is very true. Um, I didn't even realize that they had a whole deluxe edition bonus disc off of Reflector, which had like yes. six oh. fucking songs um, off it. Yeah. Uh, Reflector continuing. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> but um, there's this song on the Reflector tapes called Get Right, and it is awesome is it that, rocky dancing it is yeah. it is rocky it's a very it's almost like a blues track uh -huh. um and then for like the first two minutes and then the second half is just like almost like a tame impala but like it's psychedelic it's, almost it's, it's almost yeah. it's a little psychedelic but it's it's again it's very minor key pretty mm -hmm. dark and it's just sort of this like explosion and they're just like pounding away on the guitars and it's it's really fucking good mm -hmm. um the rest of the B-sides are on there. Like, yeah. It's like a uh, reflector happened again. Um, yeah. I also really like Second half the bonus track from Neon Bible, Broken Window. I don't think I've heard that one. Yeah? Yeah. It's, it's solid. Yeah. Again, it's not like incredible, but if you're a deep enough fan of them, it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the song Reflector, though, because when that came out, I was, I mean, the song Reflector, we didn't actually talk about that a lot uh, during the podcast. No, we were just yeah. like, it's great. Yeah, no, uh, the song Reflector, reflective. yeah, and like, it's just this weird goof, I mean, it's almost goofy to the oh, point, we're just Reflector, you know, like, they have, they have I'm a lot of, like, it's just a Reflector. <laughs> also, uh, but David Bowie showing up in that fucking song, mm -hmm. too, you know, it has a little, like, brief little cameo in there. Well, he performed, didn't he perform... 
he performed Wake Up with them Wake on up. live a couple yeah. times. Like he was he was a big champion of the band early on too. Mm-hmm. And also the thing I loved is that David Bowie, and we'll get to this when we get to our season finale. Hint, hint. The thing is that like he also did a lot of tourism of a lot of like indie rock albums around the time because he also did uh, guest vocals on a Return to Cookie Mountain by TV on the Radio too. Oh, uh, like he just like he just that. like he just found these cool New York bands or you know whatever like and just like yeah, you know he's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Like, yeah, bring bring him back. Let's bring do him that. Back. Yeah, yeah where I would watch his uh, Zombified Lala set. Yeah. And where's yeah, yeah, where's the Bowie hologram? We don't have enough of that going on. Right now. <laughs> Chief can have a hologram. Actually, you know David what? Bowie should you know what? Let, I don't even want a hologram of him. I want him as a hologram of the Goblin King. Let's just have that, you know. I want to see Magic Dance again, baby. Uh, but uh, we'll get there. It's good times. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Anything else to say about the uh, Oh yeah, but the other last thing before we get into it because we kind of blazed through a lot and we had we got everything Precisely done. Any songs we wanted to talk about that we didn't get to talk about in the main cast? I thought we hit most of it. Remember that okay. time when we almost didn't mention like it until the end? I just want to point that out again. <laughs> I know you can see what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Just running through the list, I-, I felt like we didn't even really talk about "Keep the Car Running." I feel like that's such a great song. Yeah. Yeah. That's such that, a high that, point. That was, that was yeah. like, I, it's funny. I feel like we complain about the like mediocre songs. We like spend more time on them than we do well, on like and, the great songs. And the whole sometimes. reason, I feel like the whole reason that we do that is because we kind of almost have to justify what because we're going from worst to best. We kind of have to justify why we're doing it. Right. You know? Why? Like, it's the yeah. Worst. Yeah. And so I think that's why it comes up as many times as it does, too. Because there's still great moments across all these albums. Even though we ranked Reflector as the very worst, guess what? The title track Reflector is still pretty goddamn great, you know? And Normal Person, I remember doing that, them doing the Uncle Bear, a weird performance. I like their live version of it better because, like, when they fucking go rock, when they go really hard rock, mm-hmm. it's actually really, really fun. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wish they did it a little bit more. <laughs> Although sometimes they go too hard rock with a live performance, like when they did Month of May on the Grammys. <laughs> oh, but, like, no, no, no. The worst no. part about the month of May Grammy what? performance was the skateboarders. The skateboard that they had. with the cameras and the cameras on. Yeah, no, and like, yeah. the, like, like the BMX biker, yeah, like with the GoPro on. on his head. Like, why are you doing this to Arcade Fire? Like, and the worst part is that when I was listening to Suburbs for Research Week, I was like, I was just thinking like, the skate song. Why am I thinking it's the skate song? Oh like, you know, God. it was the same They did thing. that. They mm-hmm. made you think. Yeah. Oh, I hate you, Grammys. Um, <laughs> Stop ruining no, music. Oh, come on. You, you know that was their idea. Uh, Look at how... I don't want Think about that. Wynn Butler's face I don't want to believe that. Think about Wynn Butler's face paint during the Reflector era. Face which you know great. was his idea. Yeah. And then you know that, like, That's that because was he was, the band's He was idea. in his feels. He's like, you know what? David Bowie is going to sing on Reflector. Let me get the face paint out. Okay, sure. But <laughs> yeah. still, if they're if they're going to go there, if you look at their images for, like, everything now in Reflector, it's like, mm-hmm. no, they made that decision to have those fucking Listen, every, BMX bikers mm-hmm. on stage. At some point, you're going to get to a face paint phase you know i hope i you know become a musician and get to that point in my career where i have to use face paint so i hope you do too i can't disappoint you do it for this podcast because once you're on the chartographers you you most times you go off and create your own podcast uh, yeah. bill maroff bobby evers they all did it uh but the other thing though i know the other thing though i feel like they're winning the grammy for album of the year stunned a lot of people and even though it was my favorite album i was really happy to do because like holy shit, Merch Records just won the Grammy for Album of the Year. Like, that was a big-ass deal. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the thing about that, though, is that the day after 
all the things that happen. First off, like uh, Hoda and Coda or whatever their names are on the fucking Today Show, uh, they had to they had to be like, and the Grammy of the Year went to Arcade Flames or whatever, and they literally shrugged at the camera because they had no idea what it was, which is kind of amazing. But then also Justin Bieber's, I think I, remember, I think it was not his uh, manager, but one of his publicists, whatever, pulled out a full page ad in Billboard a couple days afterwards, saying that like, how is it other Grammys that an artist like Justin Bieber, who has sold more records and connected with more fans than anyone uh. else, loses out to a band that no one's ever heard of right after they perform a song at the Grammys. Like, they did this whole fucking thing. I'm like, really, dude? This you're gonna you're gonna die on the Bieber mountain for this? Because Arcade is, Fire won out the yeah. year? And this is the biggest problem. I mean, the, the Grammys, to me, sometimes, it's, it's, it's everything that's wrong with music, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about album sales, you know, kissing ass up to executives and stuff. Listen, it, when it Chainsmokers sucks, you know? win album of the year this year, it's gonna be the oh biggest God, goddamn I thing. Featuring oh Quavo! Yo, I, oh, you, have you have you guys even heard the new Chainsmokers stuff? It, it's them playing like pop covers of like literally what they were trying to do is like. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they can do like hey, it's so silly. I remember you up in Wisconsin. I thought it was really awesome. Ba- basically, oh, them yeah, as a pop yeah. band without like any of the like actual like cool instruments. Well, the worst part about them like without the like post chorus break, yeah. which is the only reason they're popular. It's basically why it's kind of like the most watered Seven. down version of EDM. Like if Live Journal was still a thing, this is, this is the they are a medium post band, right? Mm-hmm. Like they are basically that level of like emotional catharsis like man but at least they're not ADM at the end of the day I think that's what we all have to appreciate no they are though they're like they are the natural progression of EDM EDM into pop music yeah yeah Yeah, but like the like the most inoffensive but guess what it is still the according to Metacritic it is still Mm -hmm. the worst reviewed album of the year so at the very least like most years yeah yeah the new Shadesmokers album yeah yeah exactly thank you Metacritic shout out Metacritic yeah. It's not just Metacritic. It's, it's all it's everybody. It's everybody. That's, that's what Metacritic this is. It's literally everyone is like, this yeah. is fucking garbage. So that is your warning, Win Butler. You you keep going down that fucking like you know dancey pop ass. You're gonna become I mean, an EDM band. Don't ever become the Chainsmokers. The, that's all I want from you. Everything now has You're like special a three point six on iTunes rating right oh, now. Oh really? It's really? like not good. Oh. Um, Still at number one. I mean, yeah. I bought it. I I don't dislike it. It's just not. It's not the same. Exactly. Before we go, yes. I just want to hear everyone's. What are your like top five favorite? Wow. Artists? Top three. Let's go wow. top three. Top three. Yeah. All right. Fine. You really are just gonna limit me to top three? Because well, yeah, five. five will be here all day. That's oh, not on. true. That's, that's easier. That's easier ish. <laughs> this is top. I assume Oh, oh, okay. Speaking of languages now, I'm gonna say EP No Cars Go Intervention. Depending on the day, ready to start. Okay. That's I like that. Yeah. Um This isn't final, this is just right now. This isn't this isn't fun. You're just gonna like I I don't know. I, I hate picking songs in order. I, too I, bad you're on the chart. They don't have to be in an order. Yeah, they don't yeah, have to be I number know. one, number oh, two. I, number that, three, that, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I hate being subjective about things. So I gotta just pick five top of my head that I'm looking at right now. All of the EP. Damn it! I didn't mean to do that. It's not coming off the EP, I'll guarantee you that much so far. In no particular order. Neighborhood number one tunnels. Keep the car running. Intervention. I'm going to say City with No Children. I know how much you guys love that song. Uh, Power Out too. I can't never go wrong with that. I can't go wrong with that. Oh, ah, Crown of Love. Man. I know. Oh, God damn it. Stop yeah. reminding me. Ah, yeah. Crown of Love. Yeah. It's that yeah. song you always like. Yeah, exactly. Always overlooking. I always like, love it and I always forget song. about it too. Yeah. Um, Power Out's my number one. Yeah. 
Uh, my number two, surprising myself a little bit, but it's it's Brawl Two. Yeah, um, yeah, that fucking piano drum intro. And then it's either if we're just doing top three, it's either Rebellion Lies or EP Novers. La la. The, yeah, depending on the day, like ready to start is up there for me right now, really? and that's not something that I would have said before this week. But like, oh, you're just playing the riff too, but keep the car running yeah. instead. I mean, I'm not not <laughs> okay. too dissimilar. Not, yeah. They honestly, I get them confused yeah. sometimes. We're really, I like them both. But ready like, to start, they're keep both, the car. Yeah, yeah they're really? both the second song. They're both very propulsive. I'm they, they're sure kind of in the same tempo keys. a little bit. Yeah, well, like, I, feel, yeah I feel like keep the car running and. and and Antichrist television blues, those are almost like the same song. You've got kind of the same like, like a blues. Chord. I mean, I love both songs. Yeah. They're both great for different reasons. They obviously. did that a couple song, a couple times, especially this yeah. week. Like, but you know, putting them okay. in a in a shuffled playlist, you'd hear some things where you're like, oh, these are four albums apart, but they're yeah. basically the same song. But that's what makes it special. They yeah. can keep doing the same things, and they're still simple. But there's enough of a difference where each take is so brilliant in and of itself you right. know and that's why they can that's why like even yeah. though they are changing their sound it's still yeah. it still never stopped feeling like arcade fire mm-hmm. yeah never stop feeling like yourself arcade fire i think that's that's what we're yeah. and, and, and when be let's yourself. be real just be you yourself listening to this you're listening to this podcast you should take heed that advice but more importantly though uh dear fans and listeners we named our top five arcade fire songs what are yours? Yeah, get out. Like, legitimately, again, as mentioned in the previous episode, post it on our Facebook page. Ryan will find you and comment on every single one of your choices. I so. will probably not tell you to your face, but... Uh, he will, he will call your mom right. and he will pass the message along. Yeah, he will so send please, you a telegram. Yes, please message... <laughs> slide into my DMs with your mother's phone so I can text her and be like, that was a terrible song choice. Raise your children better. This sentence exists on our <laughs> podcast, and I want people to know right that. now. More importantly, though, uh, while you go ahead and uh, rate those five songs, make sure you rate us on iTunes, and find us on Stitcher and SoundCloud and all the Love places. Uh, plays. Yeah, we honestly, like, anytime Love you review me. it, it's great, because it, you know, raises the profile and more people listen to it, <laughs> and then you get to hear more shit like whatever the fuck Ryan's saying yeah, right all, now. All the time. So, exactly. Just speaking in tongues Yeah, let's again. put it this way. If you go ahead and <laughs> no, rate... it's talking heads. We already did If that. you uh, Rate us right. on the iTunes. Uh, we will That's make sure there's no more Ryan Donahue on any other episode. We don't have the chance guest for this episode. Uh, we yeah, as, we, as we mentioned before, that's <laughs> definitely happening. So uh, in the At meantime, though, uh, Ryan... Thank you so Watch much. this space. Thank you, guys. Thank you yes. for having me. Yes, yeah, it's great to be here. I hope you'll invite me back someday. I think we will. Uh, As long as you don't end by saying namaste, which I feel like you're about to at any given second. Namaste? Yeah. (laughs) I thought you were like, He did it! He just said it just now! I mean, I I, I was was asking to clarify that the word you don't want me to say. Objection! Leading the witness! (laughs) Your Honor, please! Uh, where, you know, Please. This, this is the Judge Judy episode. I don't know what that voice is. Anywho, uh, guys, thank you Which so much one? for listening. Please. Oh. Please. Oh, I don't know. I just high pitch. Please. Like, <laughs> come on, man. I feel like you'd be an amazing gremlin. I don't know Stone. why. A gremlin? Yeah. Like from Gremlins? 
<laughs> no! From the fucking Hulk Hogan movie. Of course from Gremlins, yes. I didn't realize the word Gremlins in the Hulk He did Hogan. appear in Hulk, uh, Gremlins too, but oh, yeah. Okay. Well, Electricity-ass Gremlin. That's why I wanted you to clarify, like, what movie are we talking about? We need to end this podcast right now. Thank you for listening. I mean, genuinely, though, I, the fact you got to this point is incredible. So thank you so much for listening. Keep on listening. You know that we will be. Have a good one. Bye! Yeah, that was its own thing. But um, uh, I can't remember what was, where I was going with that. Where was I saying? Something great. Right, remind me. Uh, you were saying something great, Evan. <laughs> 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 so great, we just completely lost track.